0: don't bet against Tom Brady. Don't do it. I hope you didn't bet against Tom Brady, because that guy's pretty darn good. Anyway, I hope you weren't thinking about betting against Tom Brady, were you? I hope you didn't bet against him. Anyway, this round of Just Passing Through starts now. Live from an undisclosed location, this is the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Oh yes, welcome back in to another episode of Just Passing Through here on the Gribble Nation Roadcast. I'm your host Dan Murphy. I am not coming to you from an undisclosed location. In fact, I'm recording this... Uh, Probably from a couple different locations, um, whether it be the Bronx in New York City or in the beautiful Hudson Valley uh, in the town of uh, Fishkill, New York. Um, We got a little bit of news to discuss this week. Uh, This is something that came up uh, quite suddenly in the last few days of the previous week. Um, I bought a new car, so I thought I would devote this episode to... Not only my uh, most recent car purchase and talking about that a little bit with you guys, but also kind of going back and going over some of the uh, the other cars I've owned in the past and uh, also some of the cars I've rented over the years uh, as I have traveled the country and brought you guys all the footage that you now uh, see either on Gribble Nation or on my uh, roadway Wiz account over on YouTube and on Facebook so thought that would be a good way to spend, uh, spend an episode with you guys, uh, this week. Um, why don't we start off with, let's cut right to the chase here with, uh, the purchase that I made. Um, this is a 2020 Subaru Impreza. Um, I bought it with, uh, about 5,500 miles on it, pre-owned. Um, very happy with the deal that I was able to get, uh, as far as the the price and the financing are concerned. Um, I think it's you know it's a fit in that regard. Um, the the thing that really captured my attention, you know, when I test drove it was how similar it handled and how similar it drove and and how similar all the in car stuff was uh, to the car that I had owned up until this past week. Um, I kind of looked at it as a kind of like a 2020 version of the 2010 car that I had for the past eight years. It was that, uh, it was that similar. Uh, this car is expected to get about 30 miles per gallon, uh, on average. So I know that, um, I will be paying less for gas in the long run, which is a good thing. Uh, the, the one thing that does make me a little bit nervous about buying a new car at this point in time is uh, my lengthy commute into the Bronx from the Hudson Valley, and also just frankly working in this part of New York City. Um, if you're not familiar with the Bronx, uh, the, the Hunts Point section and the Sound View section are not exactly uh, the rosiest places in the city uh they are they can be pretty rough especially after dark which you know i happen to be working the night shift right now so um there is a little bit of apprehension as far as that goes um one of the things that i've noticed over the years for example is that new cars tend to attract attention you know from people who want to you know screw with stuff so uh we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, Hopefully it won't be all that bad. So this car is expected to gain quite a bit of mileage uh, in a hurry. I mean it's starting out at about 5500 with my commute and my uh, leisurely travel habits uh, it's not out of the question that um, assuming my commute doesn't change anytime soon that I could be putting about 40,000 miles on this car in its first year. Um, So that's kind of where we're going. I am optimistic though, um, you know, because Subarus do have a reputation for strong reliability and uh, durability, so I'm hopeful that I can get quite a few years out of this car in spite of all the miles that I'm sure to be putting on it in the next few years. And, um, I think that's pretty much it for the overview. Um, one other thing I want to mention is that, um, you know, the, uh, the Gribble Nation Roadcast sounds awfully good in my, uh, in-car stereo. Um, I was able to get the, uh, Starlink system set up, uh, the other day. And, uh, so it's, it's nice to have all of my, uh, audio apps available here for, uh, for listening in car when I'm on road trips or when I'm commuting in. In fact, uh, on my way into work uh, this evening, as I got ready to record part of this episode, um, I was listening to uh, Tom's episode on uh, Route 152 out in California. So that was good. Uh, it's good to it's good to switch things up a little bit. I uh, usually usually am listening to either news talk radio or sports talk radio on my commutes, but uh, this is a nice little change uh, to be able to listen to uh, some roads talk on the radio uh, as I'm driving in. Um, Other things, other amenities that I should bring up, you know, it does have, this is the five-door model of the Impreza, so the the back door, the the hatchback uh, door does fold up, which is very handy, uh, especially for what I do. You know, my line of work as an engineer who spends a lot of his time out in the field, it's good to have, it's good to have that arrangement. You know, it's easy for you to uh, put stuff back there and you know, I can keep my uh, PPE and, and plan sheets back there and, and I can easily access everything as necessary. So that's, that's always been one thing that I've uh, thought was very important in a car. And uh, it turns out that, you know, this is my third car now that I've owned, and all three of them have had that exact thing in common. They've all had hatchbacks, and they've all been all-wheel drive, too. Um, so anyway, that's going to wrap up my uh, introduction for you guys to the uh, the new car, the Subaru Impreza. Again, I'm really looking forward to uh, owning this thing and taking it, you know, wherever my travels take me in the next few years hopefully uh when covid dies down i'll be taking it to road meets and to you know visit with uh all my friends in the road enthusiast community and hopefully one of these days i'm gonna get up to doug's cabin off of i88 so um that that's definitely gonna be on the to-do list here uh hopefully next summer hopefully when all this uh virus stuff starts to uh, run out of steam so we'll take a break right now um we're gonna pause i think adam is gonna come in and tell you about anchor fm and after we come back from this break i'll tell you about a couple of the other cars that i've owned in the past and we'll talk about those don't go anywhere don't touch that dial back here on the gribble nation roadcast this is just passing through with your host dan murphy Um, We spent our first segment talking about the new car that I've owned, that I now own. Um, So why don't we go back in time a little bit and talk about the other two cars that I had owned prior to this one. Um, I have owned a car since uh, 2008 when I was 20 years old. Um, So you do the math as far as how much I have aged uh, overall. Um, The first car that I owned was a, uh, 1999 Subaru Legacy Wagon. Um, this car was bought when it was already about 10 years old, and it had about 73,000 miles on it when I bought it. Um, so, you know, it was kind of the the perfect car for, to be your first car. You know, I was still, still in college at the time, still driving back and forth between, uh, my home in the Hudson Valley, and, uh, my college campus up in the uh, Buffalo, New York area. So it was a useful car as far as getting me to and from uh, school, getting me to and from, uh, you know, my work as a, as an intern with uh, the state DOT out of uh, Region 8 in uh, downstate New York. Um, And, you know, in spite of its age when I bought it, I I got quite a bit of use out of it. Um, I got... I would say I logged about 120,000 miles on it in about a five-year period. Um, you know, it was, you know, the car that I owned, you know, for the vast majority of the time when I was in college. But it also became instrumental for another reason, and that is the car... And that It was the car that I was driving when I founded the Roadway Wiz channel in 2010. Um, I did my first real, you know, road geeking stuff with that car um so the first and really the first three years or so of the channel uh three to four years um that was all stuff that was filmed in that Subaru and it 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 really it took me from you know originally just exploring the New York City metro area to getting out to the mid-Atlantic states and you know even getting up into the New England states um know, and exploring all those highways and documenting all of those uh, on video for the first time. Um, it was really the car that jump-started, uh, my interest in having a YouTube channel and, um, it really helped, you know, bring me a lot of early success as far as, uh, that part of my interest in the hobby was concerned. Um... So, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good car overall. Um, I, I only had a couple of, you know, decent-sized issues with it over the year. Um, one of them was in 2011 when I was on my way to work and I hit a deer with it. Although I would say that I got the better end of the deal than the deer because uh, it, I was heading north on the uh, Taconic State Parkway in Columbia County. And I was coming up on the uh, the Route 82 Ankram Hudson exit. And I was at the time I was commuting from my house down in um, down in Dutchess County up to our, our project field office, which was at the time was up in Hudson. So that was quite a that was quite a drive for me. Um, and so I was heading north and I was coming down the hill approaching the exit and the deer just ran right across the road in front of me and there was no way that I could avoid it and the thing about the the legacy wagon was that it was so low to the ground that you know a deer running across the front of the hood all that it really did was it it just ran like it hit the hood but then it went over the hood it didn't like fortunately it didn't you know go underneath the car because otherwise it would have completely destroyed everything but it kind of ended up being just a glancing blow, where it it kind of hit the hood and then just sort of shot across it and off the other side. The only thing that really got damaged was the front hood. You know, fortunately, nothing underneath. You know, suffered a lot of damage. Um, so yeah, that was that was one of my big. Uh, that was a badge of honor for that car was uh, surviving a a deer strike. Um, the only time that it ever really gave me mechanical issues was, and this is really the only time that I've ever broken down in the middle of a road trip, was, um, 4th of July weekend in 2013. Um, I was in, uh, central and southern Virginia, uh, documenting the roads of the Richmond and Petersburg area. Um, and the, uh, the alternator died, um, which, you know, meant that, you know, I couldn't really go anywhere without a battery and an alternator, right? Um, so I was stuck in the Richmond area for a few hours getting that fixed, but, um, you know, I was actually on my way again within a few hours that same day. Uh, fortunately, I ended up at a, at a shop that was um, very good, you know, people were very very nice, uh, they did a good job, and, um, yeah, I was able to get on the road again shortly, and, you know, I picked up where I left off and started filming again, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the way that I, uh, that I do things, you know, I tend to have a short memory with things when I'm traveling, um, so if there's something that comes up that adversely affects whatever is going on, I tend to it behind me pretty quick and just get on to whatever is next, you know, right in front of me. So I went from, you know, filming roads in the morning to having the thing break down on I-95 and, uh, the Petersburg area to a few hours after that, uh, just getting back on the highway and filming again, you know, it, you know, almost as if it, as a, as if nothing happened. Well, I mean, obviously something did happen and it did have consequences in that it, 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 was more or less the end of the line for that car. But, um, you know, you just, you just try to make the most of whatever gets thrown your way. And, and I, I think I did a pretty good job of that. Um, so yeah, shortly after that, you know, that, that kind of was the end of the line for the legacy. So parted company with that and uh the next car that i owned you know that i took charge of you know promptly after that was uh the car that i had owned for about the past eight years um up until last weekend and that was the uh the toyota matrix 2010 year model Uh, this car was purchased in 2013 it was already three years old but it was lightly used it only had about 20,000 miles on it So it had had been broken in, but it it was not, you know, overworked to that point. So that was good. It was almost like starting with a clean slate. And that car got a heck of a lot of use. Um, Over the course of close to eight years, I put about 288,000 miles on it. Um, so over the course of an ownership period that was 2,822 days long, that comes out to an average of 102.6 miles per day. Not per weekday, per calendar day. So if you can imagine, you know, waking up every morning and driving your car a hundred miles and doing that every day for almost eight years. That's the uh, the amount of productivity and the amount of uh, travel that I got out of that car. Uh, it was a workhorse in every way you can possibly imagine. Um, it was uh, it was durable. It was reliable. I you know I really didn't have any major issues with it until relatively recently, like, in the past year, things started to gradually fall apart on it, and, um, I would say, like, for the first five or six years of ownership, like, other than, like, the scheduled maintenance and, you know, like, tune-ups and stuff like that, um, yeah, there, there just wasn't anything that ever came up with it you know it was about as solid a car as you could possibly hope for for the amount of mileage that was getting put on it um but i knew like in the last year or so that it was starting to um it was starting to kind of get to the point where i was going to have to consider getting something new uh sooner rather than later and eventually you know the, the last month or two like I was at the point where I was realizing that you know it would need a lot of work in the next couple of months, and um, it just made sense at that point to instead of making repairs on the car that I already had, to take that money and put it towards a down payment on something new. Um, you know that seemed like the way to go in that moment, and um, that's the decision that I made. You know last week, and that's how I arrived at the car that I own today, and as I said, I'm, I'm very happy with the purchase, and um, I'm happy with how things played out overall with the Matrix. Um, it, it, as I said, it, if you're a road enthusiast and you're a travel enthusiast, you hope that you own a car that is about uh, half as reliable as, as the Matrix turned out to be. It, it was It was about as strong a car as you could possibly imagine. Um, you know, it took the Roadway Whiz experience to new heights. Um, it traveled to 20 states from Florida to Maine and westward to Indiana. Um, it's seen both ends of I-95. You know, it was integral to me, um, clinching I-95 in 2016. You know, when I finally got the rest of the mileage in Florida and Maine under my belt. Um yeah, so that's, that's an interesting little bit about that car. Um, the, the first trip to Florida in 2015 was a game changer for the channel. And, uh, the 2016 trip to Florida was, you know, it pretty much solidified my interest in, in starting to travel across the country to, to see more places and see more cities. Um, and the matrix was front and center for that transformation. Um, so I'm, I'm always going to be grateful for that. Um, the first road meet that I ever went to was in 2014. Uh, it was day two of the New York city meet and, um, that was with the matrix. Um, so really every road meet that I've ever attended to this point, um, was with me driving the, the matrix around. So, um, it's really, it was really the car that, that was present and was a witness to the next step in my uh, in my development as a road enthusiast and as a content creator. Um, you know, whereas the legacy kind of got my foot in the door a little bit and kind of got me you know acclimated to the idea of traveling, uh, the Matrix was present when things went to another level and my interest went from being a local and a regional one to a national or even international one. Um, you know, cause in addition to the 20 States visited, I also got to go north of the border a few times, um, with the, with the matrix. I got up to Montreal and Quebec and got up to Toronto once even. So, um, you know, a lot of memories were made with the, with the matrix, you know, it, it, it's, it's a car that has a solid body of work. You know, I, I retired it, and the, the final odometer reading on the car was 309,573 miles. Um, I got my money's worth out of that one, for sure. And, um, you know, it, it, as I said, I'm, I'm just I'm just grateful that I had a car as reliable as that uh, for as long as I had it. And I, I can only hope that the Impreza, which I have now, uh, only can approach you know, the, the body of work that the Matrix put together. And, um, yeah, I just hope that I have quite a few years, quite a few hundred thousand miles, and quite a few uh, great road-related memories uh, to be made uh, with the Impreza. As far as notable incidents are concerned, um, there's nothing really that comes to mind, um as far as the Matrix is concerned. Um, it, it really had an uneventful life, um, which is pretty remarkable when you consider uh, the amount of time I owned it and the amount of mileage I put on it. Um, there really wasn't anything significant that ever came up uh, during that car's lifetime. I mean, it's got... You know, I mean, it had its little, you know, run-ins here and there. I mean, it had... it. It's had dents in the side for years. I I don't even know how half of them got there, but um, you know. I, but you know that when you're commuting down to the city, you kind of expect that. Um, so I mean, I I really don't I don't recall there being anything major that ever came up with this car that uh, you know that was all that memorable. Which I suppose is a good thing, you know. You. you you want your car's life to be uneventful. You know, you don't want to have to remember something really screwed up that happened, you know, somewhere along the line when you were you were driving somewhere. So, if you don't have anything to really, you know, remember on the negative side of the ledger, um, then that, I'm going to assume that that's a good thing. Um, so, that's the Matrix. Um, you know i've owned two cars in 13 years and uh, i'm hoping that i can you know keep that average going uh with the impreza you know time will tell we'll see uh what new and exciting places i managed to get to with this car and uh whatever happens i'm really looking forward to it um So that's kind of a wrap-up of, uh, the cars that I have owned, uh, over time. And, um, I think we'll, uh, pause here for a quick voice break. Um, and then when we come back, we will talk about, uh, other cars that I have had the opportunity to drive. You know, it, you know, since really 2016, um, I've found myself flying to destinations to, uh, to uh, to drive around and, and visit cities and document those for the channel. So I'll talk you I'll talk to you about uh, some of my favorite and most notable rental cars that I've had over the years, and we'll get into that a little bit as well. So it's all coming up here on Just Passing Through on the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Don't touch that dial. We've got another segment for you coming up momentarily. See you in a bit. Oh, temper, temper. Back again on Just Passing Through, here on the Gribble Nation Roadcast Network. Uh, Before we get into rental cars and the discussion around that, um, I am looking to uh, make this show a little bit more interactive with my audience. Uh, So if you would like to get in touch with the program and uh, share your thoughts either on the topics that have been discussed or Anything that you have on your mind that's pertaining to uh, Just Passing Through, or the Gripple Nation universe in general, you can feel free to contact me at roadwaywiz@gmail.com at gmail.com. That's roadwaywhiz uh, at gmail.com. You can uh, get in touch with, with me that way, and if your email is uh, uh, relevant and good to read out, then uh, I might read it out on the program and answer you directly in in that manner. So, I uh, would like to hear from you guys. Um, I know you guys are out there listening, so if you have anything at all to say about uh, any of the topics that I've brought up on any of the shows that I've done so far, or anything that you would like me to address uh, in an upcoming episode, uh, please feel free to get in contact me, contact with me, uh, that is roadwaywiz at gmail.com. So when we talk about rental cars, um, I'm the kind of guy who likes consistency. Uh, I, I like to drive. There, there are two main models that I like to drive that I always request. And for the vast majority of the time, I end up getting one of the two. Um, and, and really, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to you know, national travel. Like, I, I did my first solo trip by airplane in 2017. Uh, so that, that's pretty late in the game. I, I know a lot of people in the hobby, once they're out of college, they, they tend to start traveling to, uh, you know, all corners of the country. I, I didn't really start doing that right away until, until, geez, until I was almost 30 years old. Um, but once I started doing it, it was kind of like a bug that I got, and it, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, addicting, and I, I've kept on doing it ever since, and I've enjoyed, uh, every trip that I've gone on, um, to all corners of North America, and, uh, so the, the, the rental car thing is something that came up, or has really been a recent, a relatively recent development, um, I tend to rent one of two different models, the uh, Ford Fusion and the Nissan Altima. Uh, they are both full-size cars. I mean, really, I ended up picking those two because, um, first of all, they're full-size sedans, so they're they're sizable, uh, they're comfortable, their cabin space is very good, very adequate, um, and there's a lot of room to put all of my gear and uh, personal belongings. As you know, I travel with quite a few cameras when I'm on the road, so having that space is very helpful. And now there's a drone thrown into the mix, so that's just one more thing that I have to carry with me. Um, the other thing I like about the those two cars in particular is their dashboards are very friendly to the uh, mounting system that I use for my video camera. Um, so, you know, they work very well in, in that regard, too. Um, I think for the vast majority of my rental car trips since, say, 2018, um, I've had one or one of those two cars. Um, and they've, they've worked out pretty well. You know, they're nice cars to rent and drive. I'm not sure that I would ever want to own one of them. Uh, but they are nice, you know, when you get to drive the new models, um, when you rent and, um, you know, they're, they're good cars, you know, to take for, you know, a, a distance of a few thousand miles or whatever it is that I manage to log on them whenever I go away. I certainly get my, uh, money's worth out of them in that regard with the unlimited mileage. Uh, you know, they do say unlimited mileage, so, you know, putting 6,000 miles of it, uh, 6000 miles on a trip, you know, that's it's well within the rules. Maybe it's not what the rental car company has in mind, but it is it is legally within the rules. Um So yeah, it's either been the Nissan Altima or the Ford Fusion vast majority of the time. Um I did have I think I had a Chevy Cruze um one of the two times I was on the Gulf Coast, I think it was in Houston in 2018, I had one of those. And, uh, that was a good car. I didn't mind that one. It was a smaller car. I, It felt a little cramped at times, but, uh, it drove just fine. Um, speaking of cramped, when I was in Hawaii in 2019, I had a, a Honda Fit, and, um... That was a little tight to fit into, but uh, yeah, again, it it was fine. You know, it, it did the job, and um, I put quite a few miles on that. Even though I was only on the island of Oahu, and I was there for five days, um, I managed to put on quite a bit of mileage uh, driving the entire state highway system of that island. Um, so that that was good, you know. It, it was a little, uh, unsure of itself on the steep grades on the island, that's for sure. But, uh, no, it, it was, it was good. You know, it, it did the job it was asked to do, and, um, I'm always going to remember the Honda Fit model for that experience, you know, because I, it was the car, it was the model and make that I happened to drive when I was out there, and, uh, the, the Hawaii trip was... It in general was a very memorable experience, so I'm always kind of gonna be, you know, fond of the Honda Fit in general, even if I never end up owning one, uh, in the future, um, it's always gonna be one of those cars that, uh, triggers really good memories for me, um, as far as bad memories in the rental business, uh, again, you know, not that much comes to mind, um, While in San Francisco, I had to swap out rental cars because um, the front windshield glass got damaged. Um, I'm assuming there was something hit it, like a rock or something, and it cracked the whole windshield. So I had to go in and uh, swap out cars. But the rental car company was very, uh, very good, very understanding, and they got me on my way. I actually that was one of the trips when I had a Nissan Altima at the start, and I just swapped out one Altima for another. They happened to have another one sitting in their, in their inventory, so I just said, yeah, just, you know, we'll switch out one for the other, and, and it's all good. Um, so that, you know, ended up working out okay. It was a little bit of an inconvenience, but uh, I was able to do the switch over during the night, so it didn't impact any of my uh, filming or anything like that, or any of my uh, travel schedule. Um, So that was that. In 2020, out in the Phoenix, Arizona area, uh, there was a hit-and-run incident. You know, basically, the the, the rental car company really dropped the ball and screwed me over on that one. So it's not something that I like to spend a lot of time talking about, but it is there. Um, You know, on the portfolio. I would say that's probably the the worst memory I've had, you know, traveling. Um, you know, that there's... It really, as I've said before on this episode, you know, that... Um, I've really been fortunate with how uneventful things have tended to be over the years. And... Um, that was a blip on the radar, for sure. Um, but, you know, fortunately... You know, all that it really ended up being was an inconvenience. So um, I guess you could say that that worked out well in the end as well, even though it was a a bit of a pain when it happened. And again, it was made more difficult by uh, the rental car company not really cooperating. And on that note, I think we are going to start to wrap up shop here on this episode of Just Passing Through on the Gribble Nation Roadcast Network. I certainly hope you've enjoyed my uh, little discussion here about uh, cars and uh, the cars I've owned in the past, and uh, cars I've rented on road trips, and my general uh, experience along the way for the past 13 years. But um, yeah, as I said, you know, I'm really looking forward to the new Impreza, and hopefully, uh, I've got many, many, many miles up ahead, and hopefully, a lot of great memories still to come. So. Uh, cheers to that, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode Uh, look forward to seeing you again uh, on our next episode Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll catch you all next time thank you for tuning in to uh, an episode of the Gribble Nation roadcast, Uh, we hope uh, you get to listen to us again soon have a good one